How do you take the best of your leadership career and turn that into the foundation of your business? Find out on this episode of the Enough Already podcast. Had enough? Ready to turn your career into your own consulting and coaching business? You're in the right place. I'm Betsy Jordan, and with my background as a consultant, entrepreneur, and personal brand builder, I'm here to give you inspiration and guidance to own your brilliance, shape your brand, articulate your message, and get seen and paid as the expert that you already are. This is Enough Already, the place for consultants and coaches to learn how to create businesses and lives that they love. Welcome to the Enough Already podcast. I'm your host, Betsy Jordan, and I'm continuing my series on getting started in consulting and coaching by sharing with you real-world stories of the clients that I've guided through that nebulous journey between corporate leadership and consulting and coaching business ownership. Today's guest is Lori Smith, who in June celebrated two years of in business for herself. So congratulations, Lori. She and I actually met when she was a leader at Wyndham, and she brought me in to help with a project that she was leading. And we did great work together. And then we lost touch for a bit until Lori hit this crossroads that I see all the time with high-achieving professionals. And she was trying to decide, does she want to stay in corporate and start her own consulting business? And she actually just reached out to me for an informational interview. She didn't even know that I had pivoted my business from consulting to help other consultants and coaches. So I immediately jumped on a call with her to help her with that initial challenge that all leaders who are pursuing entrepreneurship struggle with, and that is that lack of clarity on how. How does their amazing career translate into a business model. And here's what's ironic. What Lori loved the most about her work at Wyndham was actually her point of differentiation in the market. That's one of the things that we figured out when we started working together on her brand messaging and positioning. And she figured out that what she loved the most is exactly what she needed. But we didn't get to that clarity right away. So she joined my program and it took a while. And what we needed to focus on is cleaning up the debris of leaving a career in a company that you love. You spent a lot of time investing in the relationships and in the work and the culture and the products and services. But once she unpacked what she was losing, she got that clarity. That was that moment that she knew what she needed to do. And I will tell you all about it in the interview. Actually, Lori will tell you all about it in the interview. It was so powerful how she got there. I can't wait for you to hear about it. But once she got to that clarity, okay, then everything else was easy. We were able to work on our website copy, get the design going, and she was able to get out there and find and land clients. And she was actually able to achieve her initial revenue targets really, really quickly. Actually, it exceeded our expectations, which if you knew Lori, so I forgot to mention Lori's background was as a finance manager originally, so she has this business acumen. So you know that Lori had financial targets, and so it was a big deal when they were achieved. So here's the deal. Starting a business at any age is challenging, but it's much more difficult when you're that mid-career professional, when you got a lot riding on your success and a lot of people watching you. That's why all of our clients begin their work with us and our agency by figuring out their messaging and positioning. So what we do with our clients is so much more than figuring out where you stand out in the market. It's about how your years of experience make sense and translate to the next stage of your career. This is what will help you get that essential confidence, which is all about trust. We had talked about trust in the previous episodes of the Enough Already podcast in this particular series, and I had really unpacked that confidence at its core is trusting yourself. So when you dial into what's amazing in your career, you could see that the things that you really wanna do, you've been doing all along anyway. 
So this is why it's so important as from a confidence standpoint. But the other thing that I think is really important is starting a business shouldn't be starting over your career. That's why a lot of times people leave corporate and start their own business is they don't want to go to another corporate job and you know do the whole thing all over again. So what you should do with your business, it should be the next level of your career. That's why all of our clients go slow to go fast. It's only through this type of approach that you can mine for the gold of what made your career special and what you've always loved the most and let go of the parts of the work and your professional identity that just no longer serve you. So if you are looking to transform your career and your life through growing a business that you love not just one that you tolerate or not just one like, okay, fine, I'm going to do this for a little bit until I go back to corporate. No, one that you really love and one that makes the best use of your favorite best at strengths like Lori did. Reach out to me to learn more about my team and what we do. I personally will help you figure out your foundation and find those words that express the unique value of what you do on your website and your marketing. But my team, I've got this amazing team. Jen, my partner, is amazing in helping you project manage your website design project and work with our creative team to make sure that you have a website that reflects the depth of your value. And she's going to help you create that marketing system and all the things that you need to do to consistently keyword consistently attract clients. So if you want to learn all about that, please look out on my website. We have end-to-end and customized services at betsyjordan.com slash services. Or you can jump on a call with us at betsyjordan.com slash schedule. So without further ado, now onto the show. Hey, it's Betsy Jordan. And if you are interested in taking the best of your career and turning into your own business, you are going to love this conversation I am going to have today with my friend and colleague and former client and current client, Lori Smith. So welcome, Lori. Thank you so much, Betsy. I'm really happy to be here with you. So um, let's talk about what you are, like what your business is all about. And tell me a little bit about your background for those who don't know you. Okay. So I actually worked in a corporate environment for a good 20 plus years. Um, I come from an accounting and finance background. And throughout my career, I really found myself working in all sorts of um, non-typical accounting roles, typical finance roles. I really used my finance and accounting skill set to springboard into other other skill sets and other parts of the business that took my finance knowledge and applied them to the operations side of the business. And the one thing that was consistent throughout my career is that I was always working in a matrix organization that had multiple moving parts, lots of tentacles into different parts of the business. And my role was typically right in the middle, trying to manage all the moving parts and make sure that all of the parts were working together in the most efficient and uh, best possible way. So when I decided to start my own business, I think what you and I spent a lot of time talking about was what was it that really made me tick? What made me enjoy what I did for so many years? And the truth was, it wasn't the finance and accounting. Uh, While that was a wonderful foundation to have because it gave me a better understanding of how the business ran and, and what was important to the bottom line of a business, I was able to really hone in on that um, matrix part and the fact that I had the ability to get all the parts working together more efficiently and, and better. 
And I decided that that's what I wanted to build my business based on. So um, I have had my consulting business now for what's been a full two years. I can't believe it's been two years. Um, June marked my, my two year anniversary of starting Lori Smith Consulting. And what I've actually been able to do, which makes me so happy, is I've been able to use my network to identify clients that were a perfect fit for me. And I was able to take all the skills that I had developed um, over my years working in a corporate environment and, and give the best of that to my clients. So, so that's really what I'm, what I'm doing now. And it's been great. That's awesome. I would love to go a little bit back in time and talk about mm-hmm. when you were in finance. Like how did you, a lot of people get stuck in a particular yeah. functional area. How is it that you were able to see that my functional area is more of a complementary expertise that I could apply and I could start moving out of just my functional area when you're still an employee? You know, the one thing that I found and I saw very frequently was that people who were on the operational side of the business um, didn't have the insight into the financial aspects of the business as much as you would think, right? They were very good at what they were doing, but they didn't understand sometimes the bigger picture and the financial implications of decisions that were made. And for me, I understood the financial implications, yet, you know, when I saw all the work that they were doing, it was interesting to me. So what I did was I I was very fortunate to always find myself um, not just staying, I actually started in a pure finance role, but I moved into a department where I was their finance lead. And from there, I was able to take that and use the skills I had and show others what I actually had the ability to do. And they were like, you know what? I don't think you need to do as much finance. Let's move you more into this. And then it just kept on building and growing over time. But I always kept my tie to finance because it was a good way for me to bridge the gap between the operational aspects and the financial aspects. So you sort of made up your own role when you were at you know, Wyndham. I really did. And it's it's kind of funny you say that. I've had a couple of people say that to me over the years. I, I had a very unique, I, I created a very unique position for myself. And then I was able to take that position and apply it to different departments. I was in a corporate real estate function. I was in a real estate development function. I was in a sourcing function. So I always took what I had learned and the skills I had developed, and I just kept on moving around the organization and bringing it to a new group. So, so I think that there's something about entrepreneurship that could really set the stage for actually, you know, and entrepreneurship. Like when I was, that was my background. That's how I did my whole career is I never really had a formal place on the org chart. I made up my own. You yeah. know, do you feel like having that entrepreneurship kind of mindset where it's like, Hey, I don't, I really want to do this role. It's not formally on the org chart. Does it help you now as you are doing your business? I think it definitely does because I think I've been able to take, you know, all of the things that I learned at that point in time and and apply them to how I'm helping clients. And and quite frankly, many businesses don't have the ability to create those sorts of roles, right? I was very fortunate that I was in a a company that did. Um, But if you're looking at a smaller organization or a nonprofit, if they don't have the ability to do that, they very often would look to a consultant to say, hey, can you provide that different view, that different perspective? Um, and that's actually what I've been doing for the clients that I have been able to work with over the past two years is give them that outside perspective. 
well, Lori, I think you're being modest, you know, because I think that there is something about the fact that it's not just about do they have the resources or not? It's that you had that vision, you mm-hmm. know, for that particular role. So this yeah. is kind of interesting. Is so you've been doing what we wound up doing through your brand messaging and positioning all along with your career of saying, all right, I like this finance stuff. I understand the application to the business and to operations, as well as I like corralling all these stakeholders. You yes. did that in your career. So it's interesting is when you decided to leave Wyndham mm-hmm. and start your business. I remember the first conversations that we had, you were unclear on how that would translate <laughs> to a business, which is ironic. So let's go back in time and talk about when did you decide, you know what, I don't want to work in corporate anymore. I want to start my own business. Yeah. So um, so when I first found out that I was leaving Wyndham and I had to really make the big next step in my career, of what was next? I, I tried to think about what was most important to me as a person, as a mother, you know, as a wife, um, first. And that, that, you know, is the one thing I think, you know, about me that that's the core of who I am, right. I, my, my family always comes first. Um, and I always made my family come first throughout my career, but this was a life changing event for me and there, and, and it was scary. And I had a lot of decisions to make, um, about, you know, what did I want to do next? And the thought of going back into a corporate job was very scary for me. Um, And the reason I think it was very scary was that because I had created such a unique role for myself, I knew it would not be as easy to join another organization and jump into as exciting and different of a role. I think, you know, when I started looking at jobs, there was the typical finance jobs and that wasn't of interest to me. So then I thought to myself, okay, what is it that I enjoy doing? And, you know, I think as you and I started talking and as I started looking into myself to identify what I enjoyed doing, I think that's when I realized, you know what, I have to do something different. If I go back into another corporate job, number one, I'm going to be having to re-educate people on what my skills are and my abilities are. I'm going to have to work my way back up. Wouldn't it be nice if I could do this on my own? and go out there and bring my best skills to more than one company. And that's really what attracted me to becoming a consultant. And then the second aspect of it for me was my family. Having the ability to be more flexible, to be more present, um, to you know maneuver my schedule to what works for me and for them was a huge factor in my decision-making. So it was a lot of career control and lifestyle control as you wanted to be able to do it your way. Yes. I wanted it. I wanted it all. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, that's the whole point of doing this. What I love about what you're saying is that you had a vision for taking your career to the next level. Sometimes when people leave corporate, they wind up recreating their old jobs over and over and over again. And you're picturing like, okay, this was great. I don't want to go backwards. I don't want to go back to a finance role. Mm -hmm. I want to go next. And I want to do it in a way that works best for me. Exactly. One of the things I remember we talked a lot about in the beginning in our first initial conversations is the pressure you got mm-hmm. from other people like, oh my God, mm-hmm. Lori, you're so great. Why don't you just go take a promotion in yeah. another company as an executive? Why didn't you want to do that? Because that could have been a next level. It, it could have been. And you know what? I still get those comments till today. You know, there's the one or two who still call me and they ask me what I'm doing. And I try um, to help them understand what we just talked about, why it's so important to me. Um, 
So I, I think I knew that that was not the direction I wanted to go. I think I had a very clear mind that going back into that setting was not the right next step for me at that time. Right. And I am not saying, you know, in, in life, we have all kinds of changes that come our way and, and I can't predict, you know, 10, 15 years from now, but I can tell you that at this point in my life, I knew that this was something that I needed to try. I don't think we get many life changing moments um, where you can truly say like for me, having worked in that environment for 20 years and I had a really good experience. I did um, this this switch that was flipped for me was like, okay, I can either take what's going on in my life right now and I can go down a path that's the same, or I can go down a path that's different and better. And you know what, if it doesn't work, I could always go down a different path. Right. So I decided, I said, you know what, I'm going to try because I don't think I'm going to get many chances like this and many opportunities like this, um, where, you know, I have the ability to, to really make a big change. And, and I took it. So one of the things that we talked about, or I talked about in a previous podcast is the whole idea of confidence. I remember confidence was a big thing that, that you and I worked through. And I think what I, what I've identified, what confidence really is, is trusting yourself. And it feels like through some of the conversations, it wasn't like, oh, I'm so great. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. You know, people are going to like me. It was just more like you got into a subtle place. like, yeah, I trust myself. I trust myself Mm -hmm. to learn the skills. I trust myself to make the changes as I need to. And if it doesn't work, I trust myself to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Is that, is that accurate around your experience of how you cultivated confidence? Absolutely. I mean, I think, I think if you don't have trust in, in your ability, in, in your ability to do something or in yourself, I don't, I think you're going to be a failure from the start. Um, and I think that, you know, I was very hung up on what other people thought. I'm not, you know, and I think you and I talked a lot about that. Um, there are, there were definitely people who were like, so what is it you're doing? I don't yeah. understand. Right. And, and, you know, it was almost frustrating at times and I would try to articulate myself and it was hard to do in the beginning. I, I mean, I even had a practice and that's something we worked on together practicing what my messaging was going to be and explaining to people that, um, you know what, I'm not just a sourcing or procurement expert because I did that for so many years of my career or a real estate expert. I'm those things. And then some, right. I have a different skill set, which is, uh, can be applied to any industry for that matter. Um, and I still have to remind people of that because I worked in that in those industries for so long, it's very hard to get people to, to look at you differently. Um, but you know, I think, I think I had to have the trust in myself that I could do it before I could actually go out there and tell others that I could do it. So I remember, I think it was you who said that somebody said to you like, Hey, when you're done with this little hobby, you know, mm-hmm. why don't you come over and work for me? Do you remember? Yeah. Was it you that that comment was? I, I, yeah, I think that, you know, there's been a couple of people in my, in my, uh, from my past life who have moved on to, to new ventures as well. And they have said, Hey, just like, you know, I don't know if this is going to work for you. So if you need a job, let me know, you know, so, um, but I'm, I'm happy to say that it is working right now. And, and, you know, the one thing I, I will also say, I was thinking about my family, right. Cause that's something I talked about earlier. Um, I think the person I am now, not that I wasn't a good mother before, but I think I'm just much happier. I feel like it, it's it's amazing how when you're doing the right thing, how much happier you can become. And just a little silly story, but my my son, I was thinking about this yesterday. Um, you know, there's kids day every year at school at different um, businesses. 
Well, every year, the company that I worked for had a huge kids day and my older son always got to go. And my younger son was too little and he never got to go. So a couple of years ago, all of his friends weren't in school because they were at kids day. And I said to him, oh, I'm sorry, buddy. You know, if I was still working at the company I had been working at before, you would have been able to go to kids day. And he's like, I'm okay missing kids day because you're home and I'm so much happier having you around all the time. So I think like that's every day's kids day. For yeah. Him. So I think that's important. And he respects me for what I'm doing. He is interested in learning more about my business. They both are. So I think it's really, uh, it's really something, you know, when I left Disney to start my, my business, a big part was that I had these two young kids at home and we were just talking before we started recording, you know, that my kids are getting ready to they're 18 and 20. Yeah. And this is one of those things, like I made a ton of mistakes, you know, in my life yeah. and I haven't done everything perfectly and I haven't done everything perfectly with my business. But the one mistake I didn't make was leaving corporate to be home with them because right. you do get to be there for everything and you could decide. And mm-hmm. I think that's such a huge benefit that I think that when people are on the crossroads, like, I think that's your point is like, well, after, especially after everything that we all went through in the pandemic, you know, you lost Absolutely. your mother-in-law, mm-hmm. you don't know how much time you have. Sure you know, so might as well just do this now. Absolutely. So we talked about the confidence part, because the two big things that you and I talked about in the very beginning, when we started working together through your brand messaging and positioning was the clarity and confidence. Mm -hmm. So I want to unpack what was in the way of clarity. And um, one of the things that we were talking about um, in a previous conversation is just the whole grieving process of leaving corporate. Can you talk a little bit more around why that whole experience, what do you have to let go of in order to get, you know, was that standing in your way of clarity? Actually, let me ask that question. And then can you talk about that grieving process a little bit more? Yeah, no, I, I think that, um, grieving is definitely the right word. Um, I don't think people realize it, but when you leave something that you have done for such a long period of time, just like anything else in life, you grieve. Right. And I was grieving, Um, the relationships that I had with people that I worked with and got to interact with on an everyday basis. I was grieving the fact that I was in, you know, a really good place in my career. I had worked really hard and I had gotten to um, an executive level, which meant a ton to me. And I worked really hard to get there and to say, okay, I'm going to stop doing this. You're, you're leaving behind something that you worked really hard to get to um, for many, many years. So I think I had to, and it it took me a while. I had to go through that process, just like anything else in life. And I had to embrace what I was moving forward toward. And I had to look at the positives of that and say, okay, yes, I'm leaving behind these things, which were very important to me um, and created really the foundation for what I'm going to do going forward. So I tried to look at it, you know, and it took me time to get there, but I tried to look at it as the springboard for the next step and the good things that, that were ahead. So I noticed in our conversations when we did our coaching calls, some of them were, you know, like clicking and moving and easy for you. But when we mm-hmm. did hit these points around the grief, I also noticed you were very accepting of yourself when you had those feelings of grief. I didn't see any judgment, you know, mm-hmm. and we were able to work through it. What do you yeah. think you were able to have? Like, how did you get to a point of acceptance of the emotions that come with the grieving process? You know, I think um, I've, I've watched in the past couple of years like so many people, right? The whole world has changed. And I have watched so many people go through exactly what I went through. And I try to reflect on 
how I dealt with it to give them advice, right? My phone rang far too many times in the past year and a half with former colleagues and friends who were moving on and, and were in my position. They were in that grieving process and they wouldn't allow themselves to grieve in some sense, right? They were just like, well, it's time to move on. And, you know, we're just trying to be so strong and move forward, which is how some people react. Um, but I said, you know what, it's okay to like, take some time, like think about what it is that you want give yourself a moment to take it in and, you know, really be true to yourself. Like I said before, I, it took me a while to get there. I, I was, you know, sad is probably a fair word. I was mm -hmm. sad for, for quite some time, but I think that, um, you know, once I finally realized that there was something else out there for me and that I could do something different, I started to accept it. And it was okay if I was going to be upset and miss those things, but I tried to look forward and um, think about, you know, the future. So I, I think you just hit the key word acceptance, mm -hmm. like just getting to a point of acceptance, but you have to go through this ad to get to the acceptance. It doesn't yeah. magically happen. You know, mm -hmm. have you seen people who are in a similar boat who have left their corporate job, started their business and didn't go through the grieving process? And how do you see that affecting you know, their clarity on their business results. Actually, let me yeah. back up before I, before you answer mm -hmm. that question, let's talk about how did going, accepting the grieving process help you get to that clarity that you were seeking in your, in your, what you want your business to be all about and get more excited about your vision. Yeah. Well, I think that's exactly it, right? When you think about what it is that made, what, what was making me feel bad? What were the things that I was afraid I was going to lose out on and miss? That was part of me saying, okay, but what, why don't, why am I going to miss those things? I'm going to miss them because they mean something to me. How do I take those things and use them to identify what my skills are and what my purpose is of what I want to now do in my business? So an example, I just said to you, I was going to miss all the people. And I loved having that interaction with so many different people. And it was so diverse and different and it kept me going. Well, great. I can take that and I can apply it to working with multiple different clients and getting to meet new people and do new things and take that a step further. When I'm in a given company working with, you know, different people, I can take the fact that I, I really enjoy getting all the parts working together and I can work with all the different parts of a new organization and different companies. So I was able to take what it was that I was afraid I was going to miss and try and find a way to apply it to my business. It, I do remember us having that conversation because I think that's when we landed on, you want to work with a larger company that has a matrix organization. Yes. Like that, and that was, and that's where we really identified your niche because there are a lot of matrix organizations, a lot of complex organizations, mm -hmm. and that they don't have somebody who provides that expert process, stakeholder point of view who can corral everybody around the priorities and what they need to do to grow their business. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like that is what unleashed that particular part. And once you got clear on that, then it seems like at least half of your value proposition was clarified. Is that accurate? I think that's exactly right. Yeah. So, but what the other part of the clarity that we identified for you was, was that um, corralling the different types of people. And that was more your superpower, you know, that mm -hmm. your finance abilities, your Six Sigma process abilities, all of those were a secondary gift to your primary gift, which is bringing that consensus. Do you remember what got you to that point of like, wow, that really is my superpower. And I didn't recognize that that is my thing. Yeah, I, I think it was a lot of the work that we did together, right? I think um, 
a lot of the, the questions that you would ask me as we worked together made me think differently. When I first started in this process, and I don't know if you recall our first conversation, but I called you up because we had worked together when you were consulting mm -hmm. and I admired, you know, your style and thought, wow, she's a consultant. She's, you know, out there doing this on her own. I should pick her brain on, on how I could potentially do this myself, not knowing that you had transitioned your business because I hadn't reached out to you in such a long time. And um, I remember in that first conversation, I was actually sitting in the parking lot um, of my of my my company because I, I hadn't officially left yet. And I remember just some of the questions you asked me really made me think differently. So to answer your question, I think that process of taking a step back, thinking about what it is that makes me um, happy as a person, what interests me as a person or what I was able to use to say, okay, now how do I want to transform what it is that I, I, you know, has interested me all of these years. And I didn't even realize I had created this little niche for myself and now apply it to the business. It's amazing. I mean, I do remember so many of those conversations and you were so great to work with because you know, you were able to take just a little bit of information, you went and applied it, come back and it's like, all right, now I understand this one. So the go slow to go fast approach really did work for yeah. definitely someone like you. And you did do the emotional work as we did the mm -hmm. tactical work. Yep. So now to answer the question, if you, if you would mind mm -hmm. on around what you observe in other people who don't go through the grieving process and how it affects their clarity on their business and what they're supposed to be about and what the consequences are. I think what they do is they just jump too far ahead too quickly without giving proper thought to what it is that they're feeling and then how they really can move forward and take the things that make them happy to apply to the business. Right. And I know I've said that several times in this conversation, but if you don't take the time to truly grieve and give your time, yourself time to properly think through this transformation that you're going through. And you and I always use the word transformation. It is right. It's mm -hmm. you're, you're, you are transforming yourself, your career. Um, and I think that it, it sets you off on the wrong path because you're, you're not really clear on who it is you're trying to serve. And you're not really clear on what it is that you want to do for those that you hope to serve. Right. And I think those are the two things that we spent a heck of a lot of time on, right? Who is my ideal client and mm -hmm. what is it that, what are the questions they're asking, right? Oh my gosh, you and I talked about that so many times. What, what is your ideal client asking and, and what makes them feel like they need someone like you? Um, and if you don't take the time to really think about that, then you set yourself up for, you know, being off on a path where you don't have a definitive audience that you're trying to reach out to. And I think then you're just kind of lost a little bit out at sea, right? Putting your hands in so many different pots and not really sure what's going to going to take. Well, I remember one of the big things that we had to get over was giving you confidence and validation that yes, companies are struggling with misaligned mm -hmm. stakeholders and that's a big yes. issue. Yeah. And it's, it's definitely in your experience. I think it's interesting that couple, that all the consultants that I work with, not all of them, but mm -hmm. several of the consultants that I work with who have an efficiency background also have a focus on the stakeholders and making yes. sure the stakeholders are aligned. And it seems like it's still seamlessly going, coming together for you in your mm -hmm. business that you're doing right now with the clients that you're working with. 
Yeah, I think I think there's two things. I think it's getting everybody working together. And then I think the second big thing that that I like to focus on with my clients is making sure they're working on the right things. So often, so often, you know, companies push more and more and more onto um, departments and individuals. And they feel like they've got so many different thing initiatives and things that they're working on all at one time and they don't know where to begin. And the one thing that I really try to focus on is prioritization. What is most important? What is going to drive the bottom line? How do you um, focus on the, the things that are going to be the most impactful? And I think that's a second factor in, in how I define the business because I think it's so important to big, small, I don't care how big your business is, everybody should be working on the things that are going to be the most impactful and beneficial to their bottom line. Yeah. So that's the big value that you're bringing to the table is I'm yeah. going to help you figure out that one thing and get everybody on the same page so that we're not wasting time or money on the wrong yes. things. We're investing all of our time, money, focus on the right things. And we're mm -hmm. sidestepping all of the conflict yes. and all the other crazy stuff. That's so right. the stuff that you created as a role as an internal almost like you were an internal consultant, you were able to recreate it and then some as mm -hmm. an external consultant. But it also sounds like you have some of your assignments that not only are you doing the work, but you're mentoring the next generation of people who are mini lorries who want to do the mm -hmm. same thing. Can you talk a little bit about how you've been able to go to that next level? Yeah, no, I, I think the one really wonderful thing that I've been able to do in particular with one of my clients right now is um, get to work with someone who's a little bit newer in their career and have the ability to help them focus on different aspects of, of ways to look at a business and analyze a business. And, you know, that's something I've always truly enjoyed. I think even when I was working in a corporate environment, I found myself mentoring people when I didn't even realize it. You know, folks from other departments would come in and I can think of one individual in particular who said to me, I really think your job is interesting. I would love to learn more about it. Can we have lunch? Um, and I've watched that person, you know, change over the years and, and herself has had the ability to move into different roles. And I, I want to believe that it's been, you know, because of some of those conversations that we had over lunch that hopefully influenced her. So I enjoy that now I'm doing that with my clients as well. It's awesome. So mm -hmm. you were able to, everything that you wanted to do and then some, you were able to get the control over your time. You got to spend mm -hmm. the time with your kids. You get to have kids day all the time. Mm -hmm. Plus you get to work with clients that you love to work with and you have multiple yes. clients. And now not only that, the mentoring side is coming to bear. So that's all that's really right. exciting. It so is. given all of these cool things that are happening, if you can mm -hmm. go back in time and talk to Lori, who just got the, who just realized she was at that crossroads and she was trying to decide, should I leave or should I go? What would you say to that younger version of you? Yeah, I think that um, I would tell myself that, you know, it's okay to embrace change. Um, I think, you know, I was, I had the same fear that so many other folks do who are contemplating starting their, their own business. Um, and I would want to tell myself that, you know, it's okay to have fear, but I think it's also okay if things don't go perfectly. Um, you know, I don't want anyone to think that the past two years have been perfect because it, there's always ups and downs, right? You mean a whole um, pandemic in the middle of your business? I know. Well, I was going to say, yeah, like I, I launched right before a pandemic. <laughs> so, um, that doesn't make things easy, but I, I would have to say, that, you know, it's okay to have fear. It's okay. You're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. You're going to probably have good quarters, good years, 
bad years, bad quarters. Right. And, um, you know, I find myself constantly talking to my husband about, Hey, this is what my pipeline's looking like. This is what this is looking like. I'm, my, my wheels are always turning, um, as to how I want to grow and develop the business. And, um, you know, and, and he reminds me and I have to remind myself it's okay. Right. There's going to be, there's going to be good and bad. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Jen, my partner who mm-hmm. you work quite a bit with on, yes on your marketing system, she would be like jumping up and down or she probably yeah. is if she hears you talk about like your pipeline because you're not talking yeah. about all like one-off tactics. You're talking about your pipeline. Yeah. So is there anything else that you'd want to tell me about your experience of jumping into um, consulting business ownership? And I just didn't ask you the right question. No, I think the last thing I would say is, um, and, and you did not tell me to say this, this is me saying this. I think you need someone to guide you. Um, I don't think I could have done this without having you and Jen as a partner. Um, and I truly mean that. And I thank you guys for all that, that you've done for me. Um, having someone to help me think about things a little differently, give me the steps that I needed to build the business. You know, I have a, a former colleague who I've talked to numerous times and he's trying to figure out his next step. And, you know, he was a little surprised by the fact back when that I, that I moved down this path. And he said to me, you know, um, you are a typical finance person, right? Is a little more conservative. Um, it's just a stereotype, but it's yeah. the truth. And he said, I, I just can't believe that you took this leap. And, um, and I, and I said, yeah, I, I did it, but I did it methodically. Right. So the conservative side of Lori did it methodically. And I did that by finding the right resources and partners to help me get there. I didn't do it on my own because I was, what did I know about building a business? I needed someone to guide me. So I think that was such a critical part of this. And I would recommend that to anyone who's at those crossroads and trying to figure it out. Don't just throw some jello at the wall and hope it sticks. You need to be thoughtful about building your business and build it in a way that it's hopefully sustainable, right? That's my goal. I use that word sustainable all the time. My goal is to make this work. I'm not in it for a year. I hope to be in it for many years. So, um, you know, I think building the right foundation is so critical. Jen and I were talking about this the other day when we were talking about how you dial into your ideal client. And we were reminding ourselves, like the people we love to serve are the ones who are the step-by-step people, because there's so many people out there who are thrilled to sell you a marketing technique here and there, try this, try that, go on LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. do this, do that. And that makes, that's like starts creating like our fight or flight, you know, when we hear people talking about it and we want to serve the kind of people who want the methodical because we, mm-hmm. you know, as consultants, we bring in good process to companies. Yes. That's how we help them grow is by good process. You're a Six Sigma person. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of our clients are process people. Yes. So we need to have process because you, if mm-hmm. you don't trust yourself quite at the beginning, you could trust the process. And that's what I, I would tell my clients all the time. Like, well, you know, you, you don't have to trust me yet. Just trust that I have a good process that I'm walking you through. And I think that right. I must've replicated you know, the way I think about from an organization development standpoint to the whole business development standpoint is like, well, let's just do it this way because Mm -hmm. it has to be in a step-by-step otherwise that anxiety. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about people who are looking for types of support like you provide. So I provide the step-by-step to entrepreneurs and consulting and coaching business owners like you, but you provide similar kind of support for large matrix, matrix organizations 
tell us a little bit about your business and how can people find you? And I know you have a lead magnet um, or a great freebie. It's a resource on your website. So can you tell us how to find that as well? Absolutely. Yeah. So um, lauriesmithconsulting.com is my website. And on there, you will find um, a prioritization tool, which I created, which is something that I referred to earlier in this conversation. Um, it's essentially a way for uh, individuals or companies or departments to gather and list and brainstorm around all the things that it is that, that their company is working on, all of their goals and objectives, and identify a way to prioritize what's most important to the business, what's actually going to drive profits, drive results. Um, it's a very, sounds very easy when I say it, but those are the sorts of questions that I think people really struggle with as they try and, you know, work through their business plan. So it's just a simple little way for folks to gather their thoughts. And I think that in itself is a big win when you can get all your thoughts in one place. What and then, I'm sorry. Oh, it's in Excel. Oh yeah. So it's an interactive spreadsheet. It's an, yes, that's correct. I did remember um, that. So, it, mm -hmm. so this is a tool that people can use where they could prioritize for themselves, but other people in their team could also participate. And I think you have formulas in there. So it's like, it's a, it's more it than is. just a bunch of questions. It's an interactive tool. It is. It's a way to really wait. And I, you know, by in the Excel spreadsheet, you have the ability to wait, you know, all of the things you're working on and prioritize, you know, what's most important to the business and what are all the things I'm working on and match those things up against each other uh, through some formulas and analysis. So it's, it's, you know, something that, that I have used with clients and I find that it actually works really well. Um, but it's, it's a good way just to kind of dip your toe in the water and learn a little bit about some of the things that I bring to the table and can, can help my clients with. Um, but, you know, as we've talked about, I think my uh, focus really is on trying to help uh, stakeholders and getting aligned and then focus on the things that are most important to their business. So, um, you know, you can check out my website, you can you can see some of those things or, or contact me and we could always talk further about what it is that your business is, is struggling with and talk about how I might be able to help. And who knows, maybe your next iteration of your business, it's going to be helping other consultants who need to master your stakeholder or management skill yeah. sets and your ability to corral I know, right? people, you know, because it's hard to herd those, you know, herd those Absolutely. senior executive cats and, mm -hmm. and get them to do stuff and that you could do. So maybe mm -hmm. that'll be the next iteration. <laughs> there you well, go. I, it has been such a pleasure to, to catch up with you, to have this conversation. And I'm just so excited for the success that you've been able to create. I see it in your face, just the mm -hmm. peace that you have and the joy that you bring and, you know, just really leading with your passions. It's just such an honor. Um, for those of you who are listening in, if you want to convert your career from a corporate type of environment and you want your own business and you want to have control over how you use your talents and how you monetize them and also create your total life priorities, definitely check out our services at betsyjordan.com. It's Betsy Jordan with a Y. Um, Jen and I provide end-to-end -end services for systems thinkers like Lori and like you, if you're listening in and you resonate with Lori, that's what we're all about. So definitely check us out and thanks for listening and we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for tuning in. If today's episode lit a fire in you, please rate and review Enough Already on Apple Podcasts or subscribe wherever you listen. And if you're looking for your next step, visit me on my website at BetsyJordan.com and it's Betsy Jordan with a Y and you'll learn all about our end-to-end -end services that are custom designed to accelerate your success. Don't wait, start today.